Me, my, mo, me, mo, me, mo, 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 mo. Chicken, cherry, chops, chopsticks. Chester. I can't. Charles. I can't. Charles choked on a choke cherry treasure chest. Stop it. Yes. And now, tonight's presentation. have to sing to each other yes so we start every episode welcome to another episode of flick chicks hi i'm sheridan and i'm chelsea and this week uh okay so before i even talk about yeah the movie that we're doing uh last week if you remember i said (laughs) let's do a movie that we don't like Mm -hmm. and then immediately after the podcast was over we were like you want to do the exorcist (laughs) (laughs) we just felt it yeah we just felt it um another classic Absolutely. Absolutely. Game changer of a movie, actually. Um, so, yeah. Uh, another thing I want to bring up, though, before we start. Last week, I also said the word quarantation <laughs> during our alien episode. And uh, that's not a word. It totally slipped over all of our heads. Yeah, I think, it really did. Because you made it sound so great. I just, <laughs> flo- I just didn't even question it. it so Beautiful. Uh, so yeah, I do know that that is not a word. Moving that on. That is not a word. Ooh, nope. Ooh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, how have you been this week? Um, I've been excellent. Good. I, I had a really great week, and I, um, I've been obviously every night playing a shit ton of World of Warcraft classic. Ooh. Um, I don't know the name of my server. It's like Karanax or something like that. Okay. And I am I'm maining a night elf, and she is a hunter, and Ooh. she is level twenty, and she is super fine. And she, oh, just <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And then yesterday I had a tarot card reading with Ooh, my really yeah. good friend Jana. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Jana. Shout the fuck out. Um, she uh she really helped me through some some shit, and I feel I feel great. I feel like forward thinking and positive and like all woman yeah that's awesome sweet 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 mm-hmm. hot pockets um, what about you dude how was your week it was good i watched crocodile dundee for the first time last night holy shit uh it, i didn't know that it's just it's a rom-com it's not i thought it was gonna be like an action comedy mm-hmm. but no it's like just romance hmm. like I wasn't ready for that element right. of it. So, I don't know. It was weird. It was not what I expected at all. Wait a um, minute. Was this a movie? Yeah. Oh. I was yeah, think- with Paul Hogan. Who's like, That's not a knife. I thought that the whole movie was going to be about the guy who died by a stingray stab. Uh, that was way before Steve Irwin. I had no idea. I'm thinking, like, the whole time, like, this sounds like a lot more than what I remember. <laughs> No, it was weird. Yeah, so that was kind of a a late 80s, early 90s movie that, like, kind of went over my, kind of just, you know, I never saw 
so I never knew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. But this is, this movie is much better. Exorcist is a much better movie than Crocodile Dundee's. So take your word for that one. Um, so let's, let's get started. Yeah. Let's get, oh my God, you guys. Wait, but I've, I, th- I feel like I've just been trying to like delay the inevitable. Well, we're going to delay it a little more. Oh, okay. Because you and I did something last week. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> we, How could I, dude, we were freaking out last episode. Like we've got a thing that we're doing on Wednesday. And yeah. 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 We went and saw it. It chapter two. Chapter two. It and was it yeah. It rocked my my socks off and in a different way than I thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll say that. Um so spoiler free review, yep. super, super brief. Spoiler free, not giving anything away. Right. Um I did thoroughly enjoy it. Right. I was very entertained. Same. Um, I wanted to be scared. Yeah. Like more scared. Yep. And I it was way more of a comedy than yes. I realized it would be. It was very much funny. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that at all. Right. So I I left the theater feeling kind of like underwhelmed. Not not yeah, not quite as full as I yeah, you know, wanted to. But mm-hmm. that's okay cuz it was very entertaining. It was very fun. Yeah. And Sheridan and I went together. Yeah. And we got to share that experience and it was really fun. Oh man, I don't think we'd ever like been to a movie no. together. Wow. We do a freaking guys. movie review podcast and we've never seen a movie together. Oh my god. So well, we in the theater this obviously. Day. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we went at like 2:30 in the afternoon, so it was like us and four other, other people. people. Yeah, it was great. And we all, our, our, our theater dynamic as a whole in there was pretty solid. Yeah. Everybody laughed when we laughed and yeah. like, it wasn't awkward. And it, I think yeah. I heard somebody fart though in the front row. I couldn't tell if that was the, the movie or if like one of those women ripped it because they were kind of <laughs> asked, they were kind of acting like they did or they were just like two old women who were humiliated by a man farting on camera. Oh, I don't. Couldn't tell. I went really deep into that. Yeah. I was high. So, so. <laughs> So yeah, we had a really good time. It was great. I can't uh, wait to do it again, and I can't wait to go. Yeah, and I don't know what movie, but it's gonna be tight. It's gonna and it's gonna be soon mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so okay, now, Exorcist. Ba, 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 ba. And I need to preface this episode by saying that this is a very monumental film. Mm-hmm. It's important. It's conserved in the Library of Congress. That's like, crazy. It's important. Yeah, but it's. Not an easy watch. Not at all. It is, uh, I don't like watching it. No, especially when you watch it late at night with Mm -hmm. your best friend Mm -hmm. and you get really high and then you have to make a journey back home in the dark. Yep. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, um, it's not an easy watch at all. And it's a slow burn. People don't, I I think that, uh, well, for me anyway, I always remembered The Exorcist or the like the exorcism scene being like way longer than it actually is. Like, Same. I remembered having a little anxiety about it. Cause I'm like, here we go. This is the longest scene, but I, it, it wasn't as bad watching it as an adult. Yeah. Wasn't as bad. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that happens before the, the, the iconic scene even happens. They, it was a father. What's his name? Father Lancaster and Lock, father Karras. Uh, yeah. Lancaster. Wait, Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster Marin, yeah. Yeah, he's in the he's in the beginning scene and there he's in Iraq. Yeah. Um you always do this, dude. I'm we so gotta, sorry. We got to do deets, dude. Ah! Deets. <laughs> I'm just excited. It's deets time. All right. Deets, deets. So, we got Exorcist came out December 26th, 
1973. It came out the day after Christmas. Came out the day after Christmas in 1973. So already they're starting off with like the as devilish as you can fucking get. So uh, directed they Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Lick me. Oh my god. Uh, so it was directed by William Friedkin, who also, I did not know, uh, directed The French Connection, which is a really good movie. Never um, seen it. It was written by William Peter Blatty, who also wrote the book, The Exorcist, which is a really good book. Um, and it was produced by the writer as well. It stars Linda Blair as Reagan. It stars Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil, um, Reagan's mom. And we have Max von Sydow as Lancaster Marin, Jason Miller as Damian Karras, Demi, Demi, uh, Lee J. Cobb as Lieutenant Kinderman, and um, an uncredited uh, appearance by Mercedes McCambridge, who was a really famous radio actress, and she did most of Reagan's <clears throat> like demonic Ooh. voices. Cool. Um, and. I thought this was interesting. The music was done by Jack Nietzsche, who did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ooh. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, This movie is a slow burn. It's two hours and 20 minutes. And the exorcism scene is probably the last 20 minutes of the movie, or maybe 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Some super fun facts. It was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. So, okay, going forward, I'm going to be talking about facts. We're going to get into... um, fact and fiction a little bit because right. th- this movie is really famous for being a cursed film a lot of weird stuff happened yeah. during the filming of it and we're going to talk about that um but let me just say like we can't confirm like any of these claims so right. take our facts with a grain of salt yeah with a grain of salt um but so these are like some hard facts. It was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, That's which is so insane many. for a horror movie. That's crazy. Was it, it in the same year that th- that this movie was nominated? What do you mean? Like for an award ceremony or something like that? Like did they receive 10 nominations no, in no, one or like Well, they yeah, I mean, yeah, it was in the same like year. Cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Um so it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, which is like unheard of. Especially for that time. For a horror movie, yeah, of that time, yeah. For sure. And it won two Academy Awards for Best Adapted Adapted Screenplay and Best Sound Mixing, which I thought was really appropriate because there's a lot... Every single sound in that movie is scary as hell. Yep. Like, I don't know what... I don't know how they did it, but they somehow managed to make every single sound in that movie sound so scary. Yep. Whether it be Reagan's voices or things crashing about the room the or the streams. screaming. Yeah, like, it's just, that's ah, crazy. So, all right. So, other interesting fact, Max von Sydow was only 40, or like 40, I think he was 44, when they shot that movie, and Lancaster Marin had to be like this really, really old man. So they had to put a bunch of makeup on him as well as Reagan. I never knew. And so they were in the makeup chair for like almost as long, you know, as Reagan. Like, so I thought that was pretty like, why, like they didn't cast just an old man. I don't know why they didn't yeah, that just is, cast an old man. He must've been like a really great actor. Well, and Max von Sydow is super tall. Yeah. So oh, he has yeah. a very, he has like a presence. Yeah, he has, he has a very a strong presence about him. Right. Um, uh, speaking of Lancaster Marin, 
we open in Iraq. Open the movie in Iraq. Uh, and we see Lancaster Marin. He's a priest slash archaeologist? Yeah. Historian? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really sure like what his official title is. Um, but he's digging around in archaeological uh, digs. Mm-hmm. And a little kid runs up to him and says that they've found something at the base of the of the dig. Mm-hmm. So they find he like digs around and he finds this necklace. It's it's not a necklace, it's like an amulet. Oh yeah. Like a trinket yeah. thing. Oh yeah, well they do oh yeah, you're right. They do find like a coin, like a um like a silver coin. Yeah. And they also find that amulet that's in the shape of like a dragon or a demon, you know, it has like kind of a demon face. It was like, it was, it looked like, to me, it looked like a mother demon holding its child. Oh, see, I didn't get that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I want to go back and see. It's like she's holding a child Mm. or something. Yeah. So he immediately like, you can, you can tell it's some kind of omen. Lancaster Marin gets like really distraught. (laughs) Yeah, walks around. He just like wanders around the city for a bit. He's the wanderer. And um, the demon. He 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 like has a bunch of weird stuff happen to him. Like he has that run in with the horse and carriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and the he goes to see a colleague of his, and he the clock just stops. Yeah, that dude, that scene scared the shit out of me. It was, I didn't notice it until I went back and watched it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, it was really scary. It, it's really unsettling because the, the whole time you're hearing the ticking, it's very distinct. You can hear it. Right. And then it it just stops. And like it's very unnatural. I don't know. It was very creepy. It was, and it was so out of nowhere. And like, so he says... Ugh. He says, I have to go. Like, there's something I have to do. Right. Um, and then it cuts to Georgetown near Washington, D.C., where uh, we meet Chris McNeil. She is an actress living in Washington, D.C. with her 12-year-old daughter, Reagan, her two housekeepers, and her, like, assistant, Sharon. And, like, it's autumn time. It's, I think it's Halloween. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's like the opening shot is in Halloween night. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just very idyllic. It's a very beautiful neighborhood that she lives in. Um, But almost immediately, creepy stuff starts happening. She wakes up in the middle of the night to like rattling in the attic. So creepy. Which is kind of like above Reagan's room. Yeah, so she she's like, oh crap! Like we have rats, rats in the. <laughs> so she goes to check on Reagan, and her window is wide open, and she's like not wearing. She's asleep, you know, without blankets on, and it's like really cold in her room. Mm-hmm. So she shuts the window, puts the covers back, and goes back to bed. The next day, she tells the guy, like she tells her housekeeper, like, hey, we got to get some rat traps. We got rats. And that the housekeeper is like, no, we yeah, don't. We don't got no fucking rats. We don't have rats. <laughs> uh, but she insists. Whatever. Um, and then you really get to see um, Reagan and Chris and their relationship. They're super close. Reagan is like a beautiful, innocent child. Yeah. That can, can do no wrong. Yeah, and uh, they have a a great relationship. Her mother loves her so much. Like, despite the fact that her mother's a busy fucking woman. Yes, she's so tenant like attentive to 
her daughter. Like yeah. she wants to make sure her daughter is always taken care of and has everything that she wants. And, and her daughter's respectful and they just love each other. Yeah, they do. I haven't seen a scene like that with a mother and daughter. Yeah. It, it was really, it was really like sentimental. Their, you know? their connection on camera was really like was great. Yeah. It was amazing. There was some real chemistry there. Um, some really great acting, but, uh, soon after she starts acting crazy. Yeah, like her daughter's just really withdrawn. Yeah, just starts to get, just starts to act strangely. Mm -hmm. And she mentions to her mom that she's been playing with a Ouija board. And uh, she's been speaking to Mr. Howdy. Yeah, Captain Howdy. (laughs) And she wants to show her mom Captain Howdy, but of course he like won't, you know. She asks her questions. Well, he does, the, the little... I don't know what it's called, the thing that you move around the board. It, like, flies away from Chris's hand. Yeah. And she's like, you really don't want me to play. And she's like, that was Captain Howdy. It's really creepy. (laughs) Uh, I don't. such a small part, too, and so scary that it was like, I don't want to ever do it. So here's here's where I'm confused, though. So did Reagan, like, okay, where did the Ouija board come from? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Chris doesn't seem like the type who would have one of those lying around. Right. So how did it get there? And then, like, like was it the devil? Like, did it just, like, manifest a Ouija board? Is that, like, I don't know. I don't and, know. And, yeah, I have so many questions about what actually gave the demon the power to possess the her. The power within. The power within. <laughs> Um, I genuinely thought, though, that, I mean, maybe this is common sense, but the Ouija board let the devil in. Right. Like, the, the a spirit needs a passage. I'm no professional. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. So, more creepy stuff starts happening. There's one night where Chris wakes up to go to work, and she sees that Reagan is in her bed. And she's like, what are you doing here? And, and she goes, my up. bed was shaking. Uh. I couldn't sleep. And so, you're kind of like getting this feeling like what this girl is little that girl is a demon <laughs> <laughs> so then we meet um we meet damien Karras, who is he's a bad boy he is uh he, he kind of reminds me of rocky <laughs> yes i don't know he's like rocky balboa's brother i mean he boxes too Step like that's brother. the thing <laughs> um i wanted to be he, just like my big bro <laughs> he's a priest and a psychiatrist uh living in washington dc and he's having some bad days he's losing his faith yeah Oops. um he has a very sick and aging mother and like wants to get her out of her apartment in this like shitty neighborhood but can't you know because he took a vow of poverty. He's a priest, you know. He can't. He doesn't like have money to right. to put her in an assisted living place or whatever. And she won't go. She won't go to like a facility. She's a stubborn. Yes. Damn me, damn me, why? But so she he he goes to his superior and he says like, I can't do this job anymore. I can't. I'm losing my faith. Like, and so you from the beginning you have this priest who's needs um needs a sign i guess <laughs> uh oh and then we get to the nearby catholic church that was desecrated oh 
My There's a scene God. where a priest is bringing some flowers into the church to get ready for like a sermon or a mass. I'm sorry. I don't. It's so grotesque. Sorry, guys. Um, and he he's setting the flowers down and he looks up and sees the stat the of the statue of the Virgin Mary essentially with clay breasts, pointy pointy clay breasts and a pointy, and a pointy dick. Yeah. And it's crying blood. Yeah. It's really you only see it for like a second. It's and that's what's so scary about it. Yeah, it was it's so absurdly like grotesque to me. Yeah, it's very unsettling. It scared the I had nightmare. My dad made me watch this as a kid. I remember looking away from certain parts and my dad would like hold my head and make me watch it. Like, you if you just watch it, you won't be scared. I literally had nightmares for like Dude. six months after I watched it. Oh my god. <laughs> I no, know. thank you. Yeah. It was um intense. And Earlier in the movie, we see that Chris's house is covered in these, like, little clay models that were made by Reagan. So you kind of think, like, did this chick, like, break into a church and desecrate right. uh, the statue of a Virgin Mary? <gasps> um, oh, my God, dude. I didn't think about yeah. that. Were they with the same colors? Well, it was like the same. I'm assuming it was like the same type of clay and like the same. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I yeah. never noticed that. Um, Frick. So then Damien's b- mother, Karis's mother gets ill and ends up in the hospital. Ends up in like a really run down, like crappy hospital. Yeah. With lots of crazy people in a in a mental uh, like a mentally ill ward. Yeah. And uh, and they just let. Father Karis, like, walk in there with all those violent uh, mental patients, and which was weird. Yeah. And then we see his mom, like, strapped to a bed, and she blames him for this, for Damn what happens. Yep. <laughs> um, and then, and then she dies. And then she later dies. And that kind of further, like, drives him into his depression and, and, uncertainty about his faith right um so meanwhile chris hosts uh, like a big fancy party at her house and there's a lot of famous people there her friend and director burke dennings is there he's the guy that's directing the film um she's got all these famous people there there's an astronaut there in an early scene in the party you hear him talking about you know a spaceship and oh you're gonna be the first one to mars blah 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 um, and then like Burke gets drunk and calls someone a Nazi. Like, I'm not yeah. really sure what that, that was. was. Gets he, choked out by a Nazi. Yeah. So he gets thrown out and then they're all like, let's keep the merriment going. Let's play the piano and sing or whatever. And that's when the guy says that he- he- to him, heaven is a solid white club with him headlining and everyone loves him forever. <laughs> and I'm like, same, same. <laughs> So they're singing and they're having a great time and uh, Chris goes to check up on Reagan and she kind of kisses her on the cheek and she says goodnight and as soon as she leaves her eyes like shoot open. Yeah. And you're like oh what's gonna happen? happen. (laughs) So she we see uh, we see a shot of them singing and then Reagan behind them and in her nightgown and one of the guy, one of the guests goes, "Oh, I think we have we have another party guest here." And she straight pisses on the carpet. Yeah, and says. She, so Reagan looks at the astronaut and says, "You're gonna die up there." 
And then pees. And then pees. It's really... Okay, here's the thing. The poor mother. People, people always bring this scene up as like, oh, it's so funny. Like, people make fun of it yeah. a lot. Um, and it's I been parodied it's over and over. It is. It is genuinely unsettling. If my kid came downstairs and was like, you're going to die up there and pissed on my fucking carpet. It's, it's I so would, scary. I would be very shocked. Like, yeah. I would feel like some, like I I'm, I've got that motherly instinct like yeah. so bad. So if someone has a upset stomach, I'm like, let me help you. <laughs> let me, if that dude, I would probably start crying. And that, and her mother does such a good job of portraying that like a concerned mother, like, honey, what's wrong? She comes over and like consoles her. And yeah. Her. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, she takes her up, the, you know, the part party's over at this point. She takes Reagan upstairs and bathes her and puts her to bed. And like, she says, mother, what's wrong with me? <sighs> Dude, that's such a heartbreaking. It's scene. so heartbreaking. You're se- I mean, cause you catch these glimpses of who she, who she actually is, which right. is this totally innocent little girl. And she's scared. Mm-hmm. Like something's happening to her and she's freaking out. Um, so this is when we start, uh, when we start doing the, oh shoot, I forgot. Okay, whoa. So she puts her to bed, goes downstairs, and then she hears something in Reagan's bedroom. So she goes to check it out, and her bed is literally fall- like rising off the floor. It's like literally shaking, and so Chris jumps on the bed, and it still shakes. Yeah, and it's a that's another really unsettling scene because i mean it's like it's shot like steady cam wasn't a thing yet right so almost everything was handheld so it feels like you're watching this family really go through this it feels right. very invasive like you you're seeing something you should not be seeing um and that's what really like breaks my heart about it like it just feels yeah. like you're watching this real family fall go, apart and like how would you you're you, right? You walk into your daughter's bedroom and her bed, her bed. We would be out of there shaking. so fast. Yeah. I would pick her up and I'd be like, honey, we're leaving. Like, don't worry. We'll bring your, we'll, we'll buy you new stuff. Ugh. Let's get the hell out of Dodge, dude. So that's when uh, Chris takes Reagan in for all kinds of tests. Right. All kinds of medical tests. And Holy fart, dude. I, so, uh, dude. Okay. Um. <laughs> So all of these, I'm okay. I again could not confirm this, but I'm according to William Friedkin, the director, the director, the arteriogram scene, the scene where they put the, you all know the scene where they put the needle in her neck. I think that was real. We watched, uh, um, uh, after he said it was real. He like claimed yeah. that they really did that. We, we watched like a behind the scenes YouTube thing, um, recently and, and I was thinking as they were showing this part, like, yeah, we had to use so many things and so many props and blah, 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 blah. They never said that it was fake. They were right. painting her neck. They had a, they, they were taking a needle to her jugular. Right. And, and uh, so an arteriogram no is like when they want to take, pic- it's like an x-ray for your veins. Right. It, it opens, they put a tube into the artery and the, right. and the tube expands and allows them to be able to get the fluid in through their capillaries so usually usually they do they use the femoral artery right but in this but in this case they use the jugular in the neck and i'm no one said i mean i read that it was real 
if you, I mean, you guys take that with a grain of salt. I, I, and when we, when we saw the behind the scenes stuff, like that did not look like she was, had a prosthetic or nope. they I mean, put, it, they put the tube into her neck and she literally flinched in pain for real. Like you could yeah, see it. You can, yeah. you can tell yeah. when something's fake. That was not, that did not look fake to us. So I'm, pr- I mean, so I, yeah, so that was, that, everybody go and watch it. That's what I suggest. I, I think Sheridan's right. Like this is just from our perspective but our perspective is great. So go and watch, watch the movie, watch the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you, what think, you think. Because yeah. we're very interested. I'm, I mean, I'm sort of convinced that it's real. Like, I mean, if that was a real, yeah. they had real radiologists there. They had yeah. real doctors there. Like if you could, I mean, you can do it safely because that's seemingly a very common thing Procedure. to do. Yeah. So if you had experienced people, they're doing it and the parents permission, like, you could probably you get probably you get can away do it. it. Yep. Um, so that's this. Those are the scenes that w- when you hear people when you hear stories about The Exorcist about when it first came out, people were like fainting, throwing up in the theater. Yeah, throwing up. Those are the out. those are the scenes that made them do that. Yep. It's it wasn't anything related. Well, I mean, not. I mean, I'm sure people threw up during the exorcism scenes too. But it was mostly this these medical procedures that were terrifying and graphic, super graphic. Yeah, um, very much so. I read, and I, again, I don't know if this is true, but I read that, that some medical schools use that footage of the arteriogram, like to show students. That's of, probably very accurate. I mean, again, I don't know if it's true, but that's what I read. They so, put the needle into her neck, you guys, and blood literally squirted y- out. Yeah, it's, r- I mean, you all know. Which would If happen. you've seen the movie. Um, oh, and after, l- let me just tell you a little bit about Sheridan. We're watching the movie and she pauses it and she goes, hey, dude. <laughs> like, she cares. She loves me, dude. She's like, hey, I just want you to know that. I think everything right now that happens to this little 12 year old girl is real. And I forgot about this entire scene. I forgot about the entire fucking thing. I've yeah. seen this movie a bunch of times. Did not remember this scene. Yeah. Maybe because I d- couldn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. Right. So she plays it. I watched the whole thing. I have to tell her to pause it afterwards because I don't know how to choose between puking or passing out. Yeah, we... Dude. We we had to take a minute after the and I had to do some breathing exercises because that's how bothered I was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was thinking like, what if that were my little girl? Right, I would never, I would never, unless she needed I mean, it. Well, that's she thought. Chris thought that that's what she needed. Like the doctors were telling her, this is what we need to no, do. No, I mean in real life. Oh uh, well, I mean her real mother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so. They rule out, so after all these tests, they rule out that, like, a brain lesion or some kind of physical problem. So, uh... So they did that for nothing. So then two of Reagan's doctor... Well, it's like Reagan's doctor and one of his colleagues get a call uh, from Chris telling them to come right away. So So they do. And then they find Reagan hurling herself up and down on the bed, screaming, it burns... He's trying to kill me. Like, oh my God. It's so terrifying, you guys. She's thrashing about on the bed, just like, it's burning. Mommy, it burns. Um, And then, and then after that, her eyes go white and she's, or no, I'm sorry. That's a later scene. Sorry. (laughs) She gets, she stands up after one of the doctors tries to restrain her. She stands up and says, the sow is mine. The sow. And just slaps this doctor in the 
face. I'm just glad Sheridan told me that it's sour because I oh, for years I thought she was saying the sour is mine and I want. Uh, oh my god. Oh, uh, yeah. So he, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the doctors managed to sedate her heavily. And they tell Chris, like, she's going to be out probably for the next 24 hours. Like, that's how heavily they had to sedate her. Uh, Sow sedation. (laughs) So Chris is understandably really upset because the doctors can't give her any kind of answer as to what's going on. And they reluctantly agree to let Reagan see a psychiatrist. Right. And that does not go well. Nope. Uh... She basically grabs the dude by the dick balls and throws him around. Um, So, yeah, that doesn't work at all. So then Chris is like, Chris has a meeting with all these doctors and they're trying to figure out what to do. And one of them kind of offhandedly mentions exorcism. He says, is your family religious? And she says no. And but they kind of convince her that you know, it's been shown to help people who exhibit this kind of behavior. Right. And a belief in a, in a possession could lead to a belief in exorcism, which could make it work. Right. So she's like, okay. Um, so one night, so after that, Chris comes home and the lights all go out and she realizes that she's alone and I'm, I'm okay. I haven't been keeping, I haven't been keeping tabs on the white demon faces, the appearances of those, but those show we watched the director's cut and that one has like so many scenes where it just flashes face. to this white, you know, you all know the face we're talking about. Um, but it face. does, it does flash right above the oven Dude, when the light goes the out. And so she goes to check up on Reagan and then it shows up again in like a green, uh, flash of light. Yep. And right as she comes through the door, the statue that was seen in the beginning in Iraq flashes on the oh, door yeah, as she yeah, opens yeah. it. That may have been the director's cut edition. Yeah, that was the one we watched. So I liked it. Um scary. So then she goes to check up on Reagan and again the room is freezing and she doesn't seem to like notice. No. Which is creepy to me. I know, dude. <laughs> um, so then Sharon comes in comes in from the house from the pharmacy and like Chris is furious right she's like how could you leave reagan all alone and she was like what are you talking about i left burke here with her burke dennings the director um because i had to go get reagan's medicine and they both realized that burke is not there not at all uh and then a one of chris's associates knocks on the door and comes in and says i assume you heard and she says heard what and he says burke dennings is dead they found him at the bottom of the steps right outside of Reagan's window. He, like, fell down oh, that, like, really long section of stairs and broke his neck. That's crazy, dude. Um, and she is so upset. She's just oh my heartbroken. God. Well, I mean, oh, and then right after that, right after that, guys, <gasps> oh, she God. turns to the, she turns to look. Wait, before she turns, are you talking about the scene? Yeah. Dude, before she turns, all you hear is this. Oh, yeah. You hear, like, like yeah, dude. Uh, she turns around, and it's uh, Reagan is spider walking down the stairs with blood pouring out of her mouth. <gasps> so she just found out that her, one of her very good friends 
and colleagues is dead. And then she turns around and, and sees go, that. Here comes Reagan. <laughs> dude. It's so I have scary, dude. The worst goosebumps right now. It's these guys. I'm hurt. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to have fun. <laughs> oh my god! It's I some serious spookage, dude. <sighs> it's really spooky. Um, spooky. I remember it's it's very hard for me to watch that scene because I remember. Um, being a child being like a yep. small child that's the one where my dad made held my head no i he no. was like just watch it it's he's See, laughing the whole time and i'm like <laughs> i saw <laughs> it i saw it by complete accident so like i came out into the living room to like get a glass of water or something and my parents like didn't hear me so <laughs> are you serious and i'm just like la 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 getting a glass of What's water that? yeah and i look over and there's this 12 year old girl spider walking down the stairs with blood pouring out of her mouth and I, <laughs> I was traumatized. Did you start crying? I'm sure I did. I'm sure I couldn't sleep for a year after that. Wait, so, you know, okay, <laughs> I have to tell you this. So after I saw that scene, okay, I shared a room with my brother when he was little. Yeah. And he had his own twin size bed next to mine. I hear that same, I wake up in the middle of the night and I hear pep, 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 and I'm like, all I can remember is the exorcist. Yeah. This yeah. Point. Yeah. And I'm like, like I'm opening my eyes and I'm looking around and my brother is dead asleep, but his legs are going oh, do, 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 do. He's running in his sleep. And I go, dad, my dad like busts in the room with this gun, dude. Oh my God. And I was like, get him the fuck out of here. He's possessed. He's never sleeping in here again. Like I was so upset. He didn't. They took him. They made him sleep in his bedroom. Cause I was like that. I can't. That's so I'll funny. I'll never sleep again. <laughs> it's the worst. I'm I not, like who the fuck runs? Sleep I, runs. I like had a, fighting. I had a stepsister who sleepwalked and that shit no. was not. Oh um, no! You serious? Yes, I've never experienced that. That is really weird. It is. Was it scary? Yeah, for like a twelve-year-old me, like yeah, yeah. What would it? Please tell me. Was there anything that happened? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after the episode. Oh my god! So, it's that secret. It's not secret. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear about my random stepsisters leapwalked. Um, no, dude. Maybe they do. So, a couple of days later, Chris is visited by. Uh, like a detective. I don't know if he's FBI. I don't. And he never says. Or I don't. Well, okay. I'm not gonna say he never says what he is because I probably just missed it. But I don't know if he's FBI or like just state police or whatever. But um, he's investigating Burke's death because he is suspicious that it was a murder. Um. So she talks to Chris about that night, and Chris like opens up about Reagan because he asks her, "Would Reagan know anything about?" what happened and she says well my daughter was heavily sedated so no and she's still like she still is heavily sedated you know so he says is it serious and she says it is so and then he starts like implying that reagan did it that reagan killed burke dennings and pushed him out the window he says things like you know the fall wouldn't do to Burke's head what it did. Yeah, which is terrifying. So he his head was turned all the way around. Right. So he says, you know, so what I think is that he was killed by a very powerful man 
and then pushed through your daughter's window, but your daughter was the only one home. So how could that be? You know, like he just starts like, just kind of, he's being an FBI man. Yeah. He's being an agent. Yeah. Um, agent. So, but then he kind of dismisses it and they go on. Um, after he leaves, Reagan starts freaking out again. And Chris, yeah, Chris runs up to her room and finds her stabbing herself in the vagina with a crucifix saying, let Jesus fuck you. Let Jesus fuck you. So, um, and then, and then when Chris tries to stop her, she forces her head onto her crotch Gets covered in blood. And says, lick me. Lick me. I don't like talking about this, guys, but this is what happens in the movie. So here you go. You need to know how how uncomfortable this scene was. Seriously, you, I mean, and if you hear it, when people talk about it, they laugh. Right. They're like, oh, he puts a mom's head in the crowd. Like, but think about it. Yeah. It's really disturbing. If you saw your possessed 12-year-old daughter stabbing herself. I can't even imagine being a 28 year old Mm-mm. woman and stabbing myself in the no. vagina. <laughs> I hope not. But you know what I mean? So no, like, I just thinking about that on a child, I'd fucking dude. I'd be in there with holy water myself. I'd be a yeah. holy warrior. So it's really, it's genuinely terrifying. Linda Blair puts on this like incredible performance for a, I think she was 13 at the time. Yes. And dude, she pulls her mother's head away and and slaps her. her. So Sharon runs up to the stairs and then Reagan like closes the door with like, she just uses her devil powers and shuts the door. And she starts shoving furniture towards her mother. And then when she, Chris tries to leave, she looks back and Reagan's head is turning all the way around. (gasps) And she said, and so she turns her head all the way around and says in Burke Denning's voice, do you, do you, do you know, know what, what she you did? did? Your cunting daughter. <laughs> do you know what she did? And so she realizes that I think she realizes in that moment that like Something. Reagan killed Burke Dennings, yep. like can't really deny it. That was his voice. So, Jesus so, so she's going through a lot right now and she the um the uh the actress um ellen burston like she looks genuinely tired yeah just like fed up right um she they all do yeah uh that's the thing that's like it's so um physically and emotionally exhausting you could tell that it was emotionally exhausting on the cast right i think that's really they had to do so much physical work they were they were there were no stunt i mean there was there was a couple stunt people but for like the falling like what's her what's her name um who ellen ellen burston yeah she was throwing herself on the ground like herself yeah you know i mean like the girl reagan was like gent the Linda. Oh, Linda Blair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was genuinely like doing all of these scenes. Yeah. It's, it, um, it's really impressive. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. So, so Chris finally seeks out father Karis. She knew about him 
she like saw him in the beginning of the movie on her movie set. Um, she asked about him at the, I forgot to mention, she asked about him at the party. Mm-hmm. Um, so she f- seeks out father Karis and after some convincing, he like agrees to see her. Um, he doesn't agree to an exorcism, but he at least agrees to see her as a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And he walks in and most of the furniture in her room is gone. The room is freezing and her whole bed is like covered in padding. Right. And she's tied to the bed. Her legs and her arms are she's tied got to the bed. She's all lesions and cuts all over herself. Oh man, she looks fucked up. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Um she starts speaking in different languages and like opening a drawer on its own. She starts speaking backwards too. Yeah. Uh she he takes she takes on the voice of someone that Father Karis met in the subway. Can you help an old author boy follow? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> um, and then she says, and then she says, your mother's in here with us, Karis. Would you care to speak with her? Yeah. And, you know, he knows that she, Reagan wouldn't have known about yeah. his mom because it had just happened a couple days before. And like, she, Reagan doesn't know who, who, who uh, Karis is. Mm-mm. So when he leaves, she, you know, he asks Chris. Oh, and then she throws up on him. That's the famous. <laughs> but he's like, "Do you, you know? Oh, you must know my mother. You must know her, her maiden name." And she goes, bleh, bleh, bleh. She throws up all over him. So then he's leaving, and he asks Chris, "You know, would Reagan know anything about my mom?" And she says, "No, there's no way." So now he's like, kind of. Now he's kind of freaked out. He's he's a little freaked out. Rightly so. Um, the next time he comes, he brings like a vial of water and he starts sprinkling on her, on her and he says it's holy water. But then when he talks to Chris, he says that was tap water and she still reacted. She reacted violently. Right. So that's not a good case for the church. Like that's not how you're going to convince the church to get an exorcism. Right. But then when he goes back and listens to the recordings of her, he thinks it's in a different language, but it's English backwards and it's saying things like fear the priest um i think it says something like we are one or something like yeah. that and then they and then she mentions lancaster Marin by name and he's like oh shit shit <laughs> yeah um so then he's while he's listening to these recordings he gets a phone call from sharon who tells him to come over because he needs to see something that she can't show to chris mm-hmm. and they go up to he goes to her house and goes up to her room and pulls up her nightshirt and the words help me are being cut like into Reagan's skin from like underneath underneath her skin like she's trying to ask for help and that's when Karis decides that he's gonna try to get an exorcism for her and that scene guys this is not from here on out it's gonna get uncomfortable like yeah we i feel like there's been no laughing in this episode <laughs> it's just su- such I a just sad definite seth rogan laugh <laughs> <laughs> no nope. so um so the church i think i can't remember if it's karis who suggests father Marin because he heard reagan like mention him i can't remember or if the church just decided Basically, they decide that Lancaster Marin is going to do the exorcism because he has the most experience. There was an experience um, with him in Africa like 10 years before this. And like apparently that exorcism lasted months. And I'm pretty sure that's what one of the exorcism movies is about. Like one of the sequels. 
Like if it's two or three, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure there's a sequel exorcist movie that's about this exorcism that they're talking about. Yeah. Cause I remember her becoming possessed again. And I remember like, I remember that character Lancaster Marin, like in Africa performing an exorcism. Like I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah. So me too. I, I just don't know what, n- which sequel it is. Interesting. Um, have to check that out. So father Marin and father Karis go to the house and, uh, they get ready for the exorcism. Karis or Marin reminds Karis that like, you know, the devil will lie to you. He's a liar. Don't like, listen. We to can't him. listen to the demon, you know? And Karis tries to tell him about her case. She, he tries to say like, you know, Oh, I've been spending time with her and I've picked up, you know, three different personalities that she has. Mm-hmm. And Lancaster Marin just cuts him off. And he's like, there's only one. And they go up and the next. So, Diablo. and by this time it's the last like 30 minutes of the movie. So much has happened. You've watched this, this family go through the most unimaginable horrors. And now it's this climactic scene of like, are they going to be able to save this little girl? So they go up and, you know, immediately Reagan is swearing and calling them cocksuckers. Mm -hmm. And, um, she's taking on the voice of Karis's mom, which really, which messes him up. And, this is where she floats. This is the the power of Christ compels you scene that lasts forever. And uh, the power there's of Christ compels you. <laughs> we all do it together you know just what? to get them through the scene. I I every time I always forget that that scene lasts a long time. They say that yes. a lot of times. So they, many. It goes on for a really long time. But they do it um, as they're doing it. They're doing it while she's being lowered back into the bed. Right. So they have to keep going. You know, they have to, we they can't, can't stop, stop until she touches the blankets and then it's free game. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, of course, there's more pea soup throw up mm-hmm. everywhere. And uh, so Father Karis is getting tired. He's, you know, slowing down. He's slowing down. He keeps, you know, she keeps talking in the voice of his mom and he just can't take it so they need to take a break Mm -hmm. so father Marin sends him away and he goes back into the room with reagan and uh you're basically but you're just following father karis and he you know just kind of is um weighing the situation over and he comes back and father karis is lying on the bed dead from from i think a heart attack (sighs) Um, and then Father Karis, and then Reagan's sitting there in bed, like laughing. She's all posted up. Yeah, like, she's like, look what I did. Yeah, bitch. she's like posing in the bed, like devil may care, like shoulder <laughs> over the care. thing. <laughs> Yolo. So he he grabs uh, he grabs Reagan and like wrestles her to the ground and says, "Take me, take me, take me." Uh, and he does. He transfer the he transfers himself from Reagan to Karis, and before he is fully possessed, he is able to throw himself out of Reagan's window, and kills himself. Yeah, he killed himself to save this little girl this, that he didn't even know. Yeah, I, I, it was mentioned in a behind the scenes thing, and I never I never thought about it. He never he sacrifices himself for her, and he never met the real Reagan. Yeah. He only he only knew the demon version of her and yet he he like killed himself for her. His real selfless act. So beautiful, sad it ending. Really is. So then Reagan uh Reagan's okay. 
Mm-hmm. She comes out of, well, as okay as you can be, Double I guess. Uh, she, there's like an epilogue where you see them packing up. They're going to, they're moving to LA because they, they, they had a house built in LA. So, and Reagan, like, save for a few, like, little scars, she seems to be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris mentions that they don't, like, she doesn't remember any of it. And that's pretty much it. That is the, that's the end of The Exorcist. Um, I, I did not see this movie all the way through until about maybe four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I knew how iconic it was. Right. And I knew how disturbing some of the scenes were. Like, I'd, you know, I'd heard about, because, you know, obviously this movie is famous for that, for these scenes that make you feel like you're watching something that you should not be. Right. Um, exactly. It, like, I am not a religious person at all, but, like, <laughs> it, it, like, really freaks me out, you know? Right. Like, um, so, and I, I love it because it's not just a, scary movie it's a beautiful story about a family and a priest trying to find his way and um just a a story about love yeah really and about how how far we're willing to go for for them you know for the ones we love and it's it's really like beautiful and really sad that's that i i got the same the same vibe because like I don't know. Sometimes I feel very maternal Mm -hmm. than other times. And I'm feeling that way in my life right now. And I just think that like, Oh my God. Like if my daughter, someone I was so close with, like their dynamic, if something happened like that, Mm -hmm. I I would do everything, everything. And I have that. I have that right now with Evie. Oh, with your dog. Yeah. Her little little dog. She's, she's my best friend. She's everything to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I've literally in the, for the past week, I've been making like these, little little cute like sentimental videos like compilations of oh her yeah i've seen those and crying for like 30 minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like that's the thing is if you have if you truly love somebody like you'll you'll go to the ends of the earth for and them. i feel like sometimes i you know we've seen um this movie is one of the most famous horror movies of all time so it's been parodied a number so of many so many times. times and i just feel like we do that because we need to delegitimize it sometimes because it's so genuinely frightening that we need to put a mask on it sometimes to like shield ourselves. Um, cause when you, I mean, it's, I watch it probably every few years, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, so I'm, I'm quite familiar with it, but every time I watch it, I'm surprised at how uncomfortable I am. Yeah. I'm like, I've seen this movie. I know what happens next. Like, but I'm, I still have this sense of unease and just, Same. Uh, and uh, it's kind of like that with alien too. And with, yeah. you know, with these movies that are so iconic, they, they manage, that's how, I mean, that's how they stay relevant. Like they still, they can make any generation scared. I feel like the exorcist has that effect on me where it's like, it makes me feel so uncomfortable because in the in the beginning, like the scene where it's it's a a shot of the sun and it's mm-hmm. all red, it's like red and black and, yeah. and and it's crazy looking, and like I just think about if I if I were to encounter something so evil, yeah, if something so evil was unearthed that like sound people talking to me was was numbed mm-hmm. and like 
you know, dogs were fighting around me and like oh, just yeah. this really, really negative, dark yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. That scares me, dude. Yeah. Like, and, and, and if you really think about it, people deal with that shit. Yeah. Some people are like clinically diagnosed with, with disabilities or disorders that like make their brain like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And I, I, I just don't, I don't know if I believe in, you know, heaven and hell and stuff like that. Yeah. But demonology. Yeah. Has always terrified me because it's just it it just genuinely frightens me i i do believe in like this kind of negative energy thing like not so much that it's like a specific spirit right but it's just an energy that doesn't it's just anti you know it's just kind of not and if you carry that around with you you will attract that yeah. I do believe that. I do too. Um, I don't like, this is like, you know, this is a whole different yeah, <laughs> thing, but, obviously. um, but yeah, it, it, it's really, um, unsettling because it makes you, it, this is happening to an innocent girl, right? This is happening to a girl who is trying to get through the separation of her parents, um, is, you know, she travels a lot with her mom being a successful actress. So like, so it's really, it makes you think that God has like turned on you. Like if you, if that's what you believe, like if you believe in a God, like it kind of makes you feel like he's turned his back on you when, when this is happening to a 12 year old girl. And that's kind of really like the thing that gets me every time. Like it, guys, it's not, it's not comfortable. No, it's not a fun. It's, it's so funny because when I was younger, it was parodied. I knew it as a parody because yeah. I wouldn't watch it because right. I wouldn't watch the real version. So I only knew it as uh, like the first scene of scary movie where they make fun of her peeing on the floor. Like I, so it kind of, I grew up thinking of it as like a silly movie. Yeah. And so when I watched it, it shattered my world. Yeah. I was like, this is no not, idea. yeah, I had no idea. Um, but yeah, guys, it's one of the most successful horror movies of all time Mm -hmm. for, I mean, duh. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool that if I made a movie that had a reputation for like people fainting and throwing up in the theater, like that's, I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) I think, I think the one that I want to do maybe this season that reminds me of this one is The Shining. It make, oh, it, I was just thinking about that movie today. Why are we like this? I was literally thinking about that uh, today. I really want to watch it. I feel like it would be good for this season, but mostly because it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. So uncomfortable. We got to throw some shitty bees in there, though. Yeah, totally. Like the one I brought. We won't just be doing the classics. Not the But classics. we also, like... I mean, we can't not do them. Yeah. So, like... It's our podcast. <laughs> we do what we want. Um, so there's, there's one more, uh, there's one more thing that I wanted to say about the movie, uh, which I think was a really fun fact that I think you guys will like, um, the white face, like demon that flashes, that keeps flashing. Those were like failed makeup tests for Linda Blair. Are you serious? They were just photos of like failed, uh, makeup tests. I had, Uh, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Again, this movie is shrouded in mystery. There was an apparent fire that burned down the set. Uh, that like the, the Chris and Reagan's house, I think. Like I heard that too. That's I he- crazy. I could not 
confirm it though like it wasn't in the documentary i watched like i don't know dudes like i think that when you have a movie like this that it because it's the same thing happened with the omen and poltergeist like uh when you're dealing with kind of demonic movies and stuff movie sets are a hotbed of like urban legend right you know gossip you know like it was it's the it's kind of like blair witch too like there's a bunch of like weird controversy surrounding blair witch and like so uh that is really interesting to me um anyway that was my other fun fact Fun facts from Sheridan. <laughs> I hope you guys uh, enjoy the movie. I hope that like, because I, I I feel like maybe the parodies kind of ruined it in some way for like our generation. I feel like people our age don't remember or don't know the genuine fear. T- how f- insane that movie is. Right. Um, Please watch it. If you haven't seen it. Yeah. If you, it. if you haven't seen it, in a, especially if you haven't seen it in like a while yeah, and you don't, and you time. don't really remember it. It is time. time. Uh, Halloween is coming up. It's basically Halloween. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, it's early birthday of Halloween. It's still like 120 degrees outside, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Halloween's coming up. Scary movie time is coming up. So get on that. Get on that exorcist train. Um, We're, we're, We're getting you guys pumped up. Yeah. Pumped up. I don't pump know about you guys. I am jam. Pump, pump it, it up. up. Why you beat a hump? Oh my god! In the jam and pump it. <laughs> Got to get the party stomping. Get them behind on the dance floor. <laughs> oh my god. Um, speaking of which, if you guys have Hulu, they have a bunch of awesome scary movies already. Oh wow! So a place to stay. You're still get singing your that song. Movie on the floor tonight. Yay! Make my day. Um, but yeah, that's. <laughs> remember last season i was like oh i'm gonna tell you guys where you can watch this movie and then i stopped doing that i forgot you said that um you can rent it on amazon i don't think it's not for free on any streaming service yet but i feel like maybe in october it just netflix will pick it up or maybe i feel like that happens actually yeah during well yeah during halloween they'll pick up like some classics some like really good movies um you got anything else for us um if you want to follow us, you can find us at Flick Chicks Official on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, we're on Facebook as Flick Chicks. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. Um, just, All that. Uh, yeah, just enjoy us. Um, yeah, um, DM us. We yeah. will we'll respond. We will. Unless you're mean. Unless you're mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow me at your Goliath Pal on Instagram. Oh, my name is Sheridan. Sheridank. I have uh, Sheridan and Sheridank in my phone. <laughs> so if I call her and I want to be hands-free, I'm like, hey, Siri, call Sheridank. And it's like, calling Sheridank. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, but, yeah, you can follow me at your Goliath pal. I play D&D on Wednesdays and Sundays uh, at twitch.tv slash Dice Ministry. So if you want to watch me do a little D&D. You can catch me doing that. Uh, my name is Chelsea. If you're interested in my dog, um, and if you're interested, the collages, in like, you know, my my uh, uh, kind of like uh, what's it called? Wannabe goth stage. I'm yeah, going yeah. through. Um, you can like totally follow me. Uh, <laughs> I do commissions. Uh, hit me up. Um, her her waiting list is long though. It's out the fucking just because uh, it's great. I mean, we could talk about it. It's but. great. And um, yeah. Oh. It's at lunar underscore waifu. That's on Insta. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm mainly on the Insta. Yeah. So. Yeah. We both kind of are kind of done. Yeah. Kind of are kind of. Um, I will. I w- also want to mention that we are recording this episode in like the dark. Yeah. We wanted to. <laughs> we well, wanted to get real spooky. We, I, I want to buy a candle because I feel like by, <laughs> like I feel like we should do podcasts by candlelight. That's a good idea, especially for scary movies. Yeah. And we'll pick a we'll do a, you know, a different scent. A scent of the week. For the time of the year. And then you guys can smell it with us. Yeah, you can f- imagine the smell. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell you what the smell is. Today it's a light brine of pumpkin. And <laughs> a light brine. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our episode of Flick Chicks. Flick Chicks. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.